Spooky season is behind us, so that means the horrors of Barbie month are over and done with. Guys, it's a celebration here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I am joined by the man who's knuff. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. Oh my god. You're, that's the sweetest thing you've said to me. And that, along with me having the ability to throw out the vile... Vile liquor that is Pink Whitney for 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 the foreseeable future. I'm touched. I'm touched. I'm glad to be here. This the the Simu to my Ryan Gosling. You know, I, if, shut the fuck up. You're not Ryan Gosling. First of all, <laughs> how dare you stand where he stood? How dare you stand where he stood? So you know, I figure you know saying you you know you're enough. No, I figure you know what? I made you watch these after movies, and I'm like, you know what? I guess it is only fair that I go through a little bit of pain with Barbie month. So Mike, I have to ask you, are we even? We're even. We're so even, okay. Stevens. And I think we can both shake hands and agree that we got to we it's going to feel good to get back to brass tacks. It's going to feel good to sit there and go, let's watch a really shitty horror movie. Let's watch something just just very testosterone pumping. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, closer to the end of the podcast. But for right now, we wanted to kind of do like like an epilogue to Barbie Month, kind of similar to what we did last year with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre hindsight 2020 thing that we did. So we're just going to have a little conversation about this past month, anything we learned, some highlights, lowlights, anything at all. And uh, Mike, we're just going to get right into it. What did you do? What did you think of covering nine animated barbie movies i i'm gonna be so honest with you i had jack shit idea what the hell i even signed this up for i Mm -hmm. reflex went screw you we're doing barbie and i i I didn't know what i just signed us up for i assumed it was going to be again i i i I, this vicious cycle like it was last year i didn't think it was going to be pain but it was painful but it wasn't painful the way texas chainsaw month was this was painful in a whole different scenario where texas chainsaw was a just watching something beautiful fall into just nothing but really dumb gore and for some reason like famous people who aren't famous yet and then Whereas this month was very much just a a tale of mediocrity with Mm -hmm. like two high points and a lot of lot of a lot of four and a half out of ten a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot of stuff where you watched it and you went hmm it happened it was it was it was like going through mediocrity valley and you know Mm -hmm. when you initially pitched the idea of like hey I think we need to do Barbie movies. I was I was initially scared because when I think of like the, you know, animated Barbie movies, you know, I think the straight to DVD movie and just kind of the utter horror and like discontent <laughs> that we feel towards these, you know, bargain bin Walmart movies, but like you said, now that it's done, eh, it was again largely the movies were largely mediocre or for, like too forgettable with a diamond in the rough coming, in my opinion, with Princess and the Popper. And I want to get to talking about that movie a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But 
Mike, you said you, there was a second movie. You, there was another diamond in the rough for you. What movie is that? And I think I know what it is. Okay, so there is another diamond in the rough for me, truthfully. And that is Barbie, A Fairy Secret. Now, Max, we, in the podcast, you both, you and I both made it clear that we were not fans of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You were you were like, this one's not for me because it's... It's like a it's like a coke binged out like thirteen year old. It yeah. is just it, it it does not know how to calm down, and that was a knock for you. It was a knock for me too. But I I felt there's almost something endearing about it. The mm-hmm. fact that the all the other Barbie movies was the same beaten pattern of princess like average average girl. Mary Sue just sort of goes on an adventure with some abominable horror, finds out she's some magical princess, Mm -hmm. and then gets a beautiful like dress and gets the guy at the end. Mm -hmm. This one was just a coked out surprise bitch. There's a there's a fairy Los Angeles. Hope you get your fairy wings. And you, by the way, you gotta save your boyfriend who's in a fight to the fucking death. Like it's just the fact that it is. Of all of the ones that we've done, it is the most absolute left turn of all of them. Like it is the redheaded stepchild of the movies we watched this month, mm-hmm. and I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, and initially watching it because we covered that. That was what our third was that our third movie? Third? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, it was like close to like that beginning part of the month, and I think initially I was like, okay, movie calm the fuck down. I'm having to like, you know, maybe part of my hatred from it comes from, I had to take notes and be able to describe what's going on in the movie. And because the movie goes so fast, that led to me pausing like every five, 10 seconds. Just, okay, let me get my fucking thoughts down. Cause I just want to <laughs> fucking just take like, feel like hey, this movie is the equivalent of someone taking a gigantic bucket of water and saying, Hey, I want you to drink this. And then throwing that bucket of water on you. <laughs> You're going to get something. You're not going to get everything, but you're going to get exactly. Something. You're going to get something. It's it's like it's like the ice bucket challenge, but mm-hmm. you didn't sign up for it. You didn't say anything and someone just splashed water on you while you were sitting down in your favorite leather chair. It's it's shocking and you're mad, but in a weird sense afterwards, you're kind of like, "Huh, that was All right, that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny hindsight 2020. That that was kind of funny." Like yeah, and I mean, thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things compared to, you know, some of the movies that we covered, it's, you know, better than them. I wouldn't say I'm going to yeah. go out of the way of like saying like this is a, you know, I enjoyed this because, you know, I mean, it had its moments, but eh, it just no. kind of felt like the rest <laughs> of them. I agree. I agree. There's definitely definitely Princess and the Popper is definitely in a league of its own. But I do want to give an honorable mention to Fairy Secret because mm-hmm. goddamn. I do love the coke-fueled nature and the sass of Raquel and all of that. That shit's just great. I will I will I will give you this. If there is a movie that we covered this month that I am most likely to come back to at some point. I mean it would be none of them, but like if I had to pick one, it would probably be a fairy secret simply because I can see myself drinking to this movie with, you know, yeah. just a group a group of friends who bring their girlfriends that just we just have a good time with it. Yeah, like this absolutely is I feel like Fairy Sacred is an absolutely fantastic pairing with like the Bratz movie. 
Like you are just sitting there. You got the Bratz movie. You got Fairy Secret. And I mean, if you're a, if you're like, I feel like even a man's man could sit there and watch this these movies and laugh their ass off because they're so fucking ridiculous. Like I mean, the like, pairing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the levels of sass would be off the charts because we got like Raquel in this movie, and then what the younger sister in the Brad's yeah. movie? It's just a the fucking young, roast yeah. machine. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a like a like a young girl version of Jeff Ross. Like she's just born to roast. <laughs> now, all of the Barbie movies that we covered this month, they all had one big issue we can point to. Well, Let's start with talking. Lay about it on me. roll her out baby Uh, we already know what it is let's let's fucking talk about the animation over yeah oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) mike what do you think was the biggest animation horror like the thing that's going to keep you up at night Okay, all right. Well, it's already a match between Shelly and the counterpart to uh, Bibble, uh, Dizzle. Um, so, so let's okay. So let's break down my choices. All right. So we have Shelly from Fairytopia, Mermaidia, mm-hmm. horror, and then we have uh, Dizzle, which is. Bibble, if you've been keeping up so far, fucking hats off to you. All right. Dizzle is some fucking puffball counterpart to Bibble, which I hate that I have to explain this, but all right. Bibble is freaking Mike. Dude, I was like, get ready for some fucking lore. Okay, so Bibble is Barbie's like puffball in the Fairytopia series. They decided to get a gender swap version in the mix because hell yeah. Hell yeah, kiddo. (laughs) So, and this one just looks awful. Like Bibble did not look great. This one looks awful. Shelly looks like a looks like a a mixture between uh, Crush from Finding Nemo and Lord Voldemort. Mm -hmm. So it's just just this disaster of hot pink between the two of them. I believe Truthfully. in the, I believe in the uh, episode I compared her to like shark tail, but if like the main fish was made to look like Jada Pinkett Smith and not Will Smith. <laughs> I just, I just love her. Like she sees like a, at the bottom of the ocean, just like a loose picture of Tupac and she just starts swimming frantically <laughs> until, until Barbie's like, Oh, until Barbie's like, Oh, Shelly, why don't you go hang out with Will Smith over there? And Shelly's just like begrudgingly like swims over. <laughs> and, and I did put in my notes, there is a right answer to this uh, animation horror question. And that answer is Bibble. Bibble will always be the right I, answer when it comes to just unadulterated horror i you want to know the crazy thing again we we talked about this uh i don't know if we talked about this the podcast i think we did but apparently bibble is a fucking community favorite which Mm -hmm. really is feels like we're stepping on some toes for for shit on bibble i'm here to step on some toes though because Honest to God, like Bibble and I mean, all the criticism for Bibble can be levied against Dizzle too. So I feel like mm-hmm. I was, I feel like I, I didn't hit a bullseye, but you know, I hit like a five or a mm-hmm. six. So, I mean, we're guys close enough, but Bibble as a character 
has little to no redeeming qualities. There's nothing, I don't feel like there's anything truthfully redeeming about the character. There's no sweetness that you get. There's no comic relief that you get. Like, it's not like, it's not like Bibble's like secretly Danny McBride and there's something funny that you're like, oh wow. Or even like, we'll even toss in like a Melissa McCarthy either. Sorry, like, you said, like you, a, said uh, you said Bibble as uh, Danny McBride and I just imagined Bibble in Eastbound and Down. Like Kenny motherfucking powers. Dude, uh, Kenny, <laughs> Bibble Powers. Can Bibble, Kenny Bibble Powers. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like oh an my offensive God. lineman. I was about to say, right? He sounds like he went to UT. Like, no, <laughs> all right, all right. But it's just, the thing about Bibble is like, Bibble babbles and, and doesn't ever like actually say words. It has, he has a really annoying voice and the character's animated horribly. So, but Max, why don't you take it away with your more technical criticisms? Yeah, so first of all, I want to talk about a little funny... I feel like I've done enough of the technical stuff with Bibble over the last like three episodes. So I will, I'll say this about Bibble. My girlfriend, she was in a law school class recently and overheard some people talking about what they're dressing up for as Halloween. And one of the girls was talking about... I think she was talking about maybe dressing up as Barbie from one of these movies... And she was making her boyfriend dress up as Bibble. <laughs> <laughs> and, she told, and she told me that. And the first thing I said was, I want that man's contact information and ask him if he's okay. And does he need like assistance, like some money, I, place to stay? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I just want to call him and just be like, hey, man, you've got friends. We're here for you. We're looking out for you, bud. Are you okay? God. Yeah, but I think there is more like... Bibble is just like a small microcosm of kind of like the fairy topia series as a whole. Cause we had some fucking weird shit in that movie too. It's, Need I remind you of the fucking Keebler elves, fairy oh, sprites no. and Hugh, the oh. butterfly warrior with legs and hands. I, God, I love Hugh. God, I love Hugh. He shows up for one movie and he's like, he's like, Hey Barbie, I'm your Best friend Hugh, the butterfly, and he doesn't show up ever again. You're like, hell yeah, Hugh, good on you, bud. But I do, I do have to say that for a long time, I didn't think that. I thought that it was going to be like a, like a, uh, like a years sort of thing. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like the stuff from the Nutcracker we were going to dunk on the hardest. Like it was mm-hmm. going to be something like the Nutcracker itself, or something like that, or, or even like. Thumbelina or something like that, or Tika the Elephant, but in terms of the animation, God, right? Yeah, in terms of animation, like yep. in terms of something that would be so egregious that would make you just sort of quietly vomit. But like, honest to God, Fairytopia came in like a freaking closing pitcher in the ninth. Like you were like you were. It was it came down to the wire, but fucking Bibble rolls out and you're like, oh, it's over, it's over, mm. it's over. Fucking throwing the towel. And I mean, like, there's really nothing with regards we can with uh, with regards to the animation that we can talk about for the third Fairy Topia movie. It's mainly just those first two, because even in the second one, we had these creepy ass fucking mer fairies and uh, oh yeah, and, and a uh, oh. Voldetort, the fucking tortoise Vol- with no nose. Oh yeah, Voldetort. <laughs> The pink it's, it's, I just love the idea that Bibble shows up and it's just ah oh, Bibble. No, the chosen one come to die <laughs> and Bibble's just like battling so like to like Alina and then, and then the turtle just goes 
Freaking kill, just kills Bibble. God, please, please, movie, please kill Bibble. <laughs> like you're just in there, just anytime Bibble's close to death, like he's in in the geysers of the third movie or the second movie, you're like, oh baby, and then just nothing happens. Now let's get away from talking about Fairytopia and let's let's go back to the first one, the Nutcracker. Oh, and the and I am willing to give this movie a pass since it's like one of the first CGI films ever, <laughs> but I can oh, still, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can, I can give it a pass and like, say, Hey, like, you know, they, they were working with what they had. I think that's okay, but we can still in a 2023 lens, like look back and be like, oh, <laughs> not taking anything away from oh, the yeah. but it can look at it and be like, hmm, that's, that looks weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's so many, what I just remember from the Nutcracker so distinctly is outside of the fact that, again, the thing that you called early on was that Tim Curry was going to be the big standout and the mm-hmm. only thing that you likely remember. Mm-hmm. But what I remember pretty pretty starkly is all of the wide shots. The movie, again, early animation do, had, does not age well. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Flat out. And, and you know what? There's some acceptance that comes with that. You know, like Shrek doesn't look as good as it did back when you saw it originally. But, you know, you could still look at Shrek and go, yeah, you know what? Despite its obvious, like, old, like, CGI, it's mm-hmm. still a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Shrek played to its strengths. Like, I feel like even the animators were like, oh, this looks kind of janky, though. So let's let's kind of, like, push this back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie just stuck to its freaking guns. Like, it has these wide scenery shots that look like they're out of, like, a a diorama an an eighth grader made. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, so bad rolling hills against an MS paint background that Mm -hmm. makes you go, y'all, we could just have the road and them walking on the road and fade to black. But you want to do an establishing shot with MS paint. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it's like the blending of 2D and 3D is very difficult. And I just think for the time, we they just weren't there yet, but they wanted to give it a shot anyways. Props to them. Unfortunately, that shot just didn't work out. But I yeah. do also want to mention some horrors of the freaking fairy babies from the Nutcracker. Yes. And also, I want to throw in the movement and dancing of the characters just feels so jittery so like if we see a fairy baby you know doing a what i don't know what i don't know what the fuck a ballet movie is a pirouette I, or some shit i was like i was gonna say doing the nene but yeah sure a pirouette <laughs> dude that would look just so terrifying if you just see just like, a lot of fairy babies walking towards you in a dark hallway just hitting the nene just, over and over again i just like take you back to 2015 they're like oh my god we're just like we're just like back to like 20 2021 or 2022 or whatever it just like they just start hitting the gritty like they just start going towards barbie <laughs> oh god do i love a book yeah what? sorry do you have something else to say about uh, yeah i just or- i just want to say i just want to say the first few sets of movies we watched like it was nutcracker thumbelina and was it i was i like princess the third one I don't Island think Princess I, was the third one. So okay, I think so, well, so it went so it was, Nutcracker, Thumbelina, Island Princess, and then Fairy Secret. Okay, all right. So 
Nutcracker, Thumbelina, and Fairy Secret all all decided they needed fairy babies. They yeah. all decided that they needed fairy babies, which was a weird trope that I didn't expect to see that mm. I would have stopped and went, oh shit, is this like a, a theme? Is this like a, is this a callback that they do? Mm-hmm. But mercifully, no. Mercifully, the answer is a resounding, they leave that the fuck alone. But you know, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's on us a little bit for placing the movies in that order to where we just get bombarded with fairy babies. <laughs> Dude, it was weird. I literally sat there and once Fairy Secret came out and there were fairy I'm like 90% sure there are fairy babies. But anyways, at that point, I just started to sit there and go, should I like should I stop taking should I stop writing this down? <laughs> like this, this feels I'm like, is this just like a fucking thing like that they do? Like it's the universal logo thing. Like you and I were first originally when that showed up, we were like, oh shit. And then like by the seventh time we were like, okay, yeah, you know what? They you just bought it. the you rights and just shat it out. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned Thumbelina because oh, I yeah. want to talk about the oh, yeah. fucking dog. <laughs> With human oh. teeth. Okay, you know, I said Hoofle. it I said it for, I said it first, Bibbles was like the most atrocious. No, no, no. This fucking dog with human teeth still lives in my nightmares in the same spot that like OG Sonic does from like you know, from the first trailer of Sonic the Hedgehog and he had the creepy oh. fucking teeth and the weird face. That's where this dog lives. I okay. I I absolutely can agree with that. The dog with human poofles is just an awful, awful character. I want to, however, since we're doing the animation talk, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Poofles, I really want to dive in on mm-hmm. because it came out in 2010 mm-hmm. when CGI had started to become like a consistent thing. Like it wasn't like some sort of like one-off that people were doing that made you go like, ooh, all right, maybe, maybe not. It was mm-hmm. pretty solidly etched. And freaking human teeth dog thing shows up, and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, nope. Yeah. nope. Again, I cut I cut Nutcracker a lot of slack. I could still we could still like laugh at it and be like, oh yeah, it looks so dated, but you know, it's kind of it kind of has a charm to it. This was 2009. They should have known better. Yeah, right. <laughs> it should have been like actually, you know, we can <laughs> we can get rid of the teeth on that dog. We well, can make it so it doesn't look like you know the fucking I don't know chatterer from hellraiser yeah exactly oh good good call good call uh, adam what uh, we almost did but um soon, no soon. Ex- at, at some point the what, what what's even more maddening as time goes on after we watch the diamond castle they knew the dog shape they knew what dogs were shaped like. They could have. They saw. They saw a dog in real life. I was like, okay, I have a groundwork now. They they fucked it up. Don't get me wrong. They really fucked it up. But like, they knew the shape. Like in Thumbelina, they just did. Did they not? Did did someone have a bulldog who looked like a mix between a human and a sausage roll? Like what? Like what happened? What the hell happened? Dude, there are all, there was like a lot of dogs, and I want to talk. Um, there's a movie that Barbie that Barbie did. I want to get into some of the movies maybe we didn't cover that feature that mm. heavily features dogs. But yeah, the dogs well, in these movies they just they have trouble figuring out. It's it's just an issue that they face. It's consistent. It's mm-hmm. consistent. The animal companions are just a big old miss just across the franchise. Now, 
getting back to Thumbelina, I we talk about dogs for a while, and rightfully so. I also want to mention that Thumbelina, you know, the person whose name is in the title, straight up looks like she lives off of a diet of Takis and cigarettes. Oh my lord. She looks... She looks like she's one of those like uh, she looks like a '90s fashion runway model. Like oh my she's God, yeah. you it, like it looks like she could you can see her skeleton. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't drink like she only drinks wine because of the calories. Like there's like she's like I can't drink vodka. You know it's got 90 calories per shot. You're like oh my God, you're so not fun. You're like holy shit. <laughs> it's, it's just just eat hot chip and lie. Yeah, and all of the fairies have like those gigantic Code Lyoko foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I love they it. look like they're in the, the animation words, they look like wax dolls instead of just really shittily animated dolls. It's it's just this freaking melding of just poor animation. Thumbelino is the one that I'm willing to go into the hardest because mm-hmm. that is the one where I feel like they really just shit the bed every yeah, it, way. It's, it's objectively bad. Like, whereas the rest of the movies were like, eh, fine, whatever, you know, mediocre. Thumbelino was actually like a bad, like a bad movie. Yeah, no, that was a genuinely not good movie. <laughs> oh God, was there uh, any? Uh, was there anything else in Thumbelina or any of the other? movies that we covered um any any animation points you want you want to focus on that was particularly horrifying for you no no i want to move on from the animation because i whatever section we move on to next i've I've got something to say i could tell you dude i dude i know i know you do we're talking about the stories of these like the stories the characters let's 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 start off with the stories first okay largely Largely forgettable or straightforward. It's like you're not going to get confused watching these movies, mainly because they'll fucking shove exposition down your throat just in case you, I don't know, went to go make a sandwich or something and then came back and you're like, oh, I wonder what happened. And then the character explains literally what just happened. You're like, oh, good to know. And you just sit down and go about your day. It does feel borderline Cocoa Melon levels of mm-hmm. here's what we just talked about every. 10 15 seconds it's shocking now what i'll say is the movies all vary in terms of the same storyline there's it's all levels of average joe female has to go on a quest to achieve princesshood like average woman number five Mm -hmm. who's got life pretty solid has to go become a princess Mm -hmm. that's and there's some there's some woman villain that just that hates fun. If, and if it's green. Are, and is green. Lots of green. It's Lots gotta green. be green. Green's evil, man. Green is so evil. <laughs> exactly. I look at a stoplight and I go, hmm, fuck you. <laughs> no, but, talking about the exposition, dude. I think back to like Barbie and the Diamond Castle, aka the most forgettable movie we covered this whole month. And mm-hmm. I, like to the point where like I was trying to think of like examples of exposition and I got to this point in my notes and I was like, I don't think I've mentioned Barbie in the diamond cast. Oh yeah. We covered that one. And I had to go back and like, be like, okay, what's, what's that one about? And then it came back to me. Like, I don't know. It was just like hidden like in the a, back of my head, like a hidden gem, like, like, no. a, like a sleeper cell, uh, <laughs> a sleeper cell. No, honest to God, there's nothing really regarding. I think of all of the that sort of basic storyline I set up, where it's where it's 
average woman goes on to become a princess mm-hmm. while some female woman drenched in the color green tries to stop her. Like that is the most by the numbers one of all of them. Like mm-hmm. we made jokes that Island Princess is the middest one and I'll still actually stand by that. It is the middest mm-hmm. one. At least at least there's an elephant gaslighting gatekeeping but not a lot of girl bossing. We have something to hate there. Like latch on to yeah. like Haha, we can talk about this. We can yes, make jokes exactly. But do with Diamond Castle there was just nothing really there. Like it, it was Melody giving exposition on the Diamond Castle and how she got banished and it goes on for like, you know, five minutes of giving backstory and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, 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 can, can, we, can, we, can we get to some action here, please? Like, can we get something? Yeah, and, and you want to, and one thing I'll also say regarding the Diamond Castle is that with a lot of the Barbie movies at a certain point, there's a level of girl bossing. Like in th- like even Thumbelina is objectively bad. Island Princess is mid, but all and Fairytopia and all of that. But it's all Barbies doing things and Barbies going out to do shit and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And they're saving each other and like overcoming X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Nutcracker? And Diamond Castle, it is kind of things occur to Barbie and she's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with this. And then Mm -hmm. some secondary character comes in and goes, here's how you deal with it. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. And then just things progress. Yeah, she enters a situation and then someone comes in like she's like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And then someone comes in and says, come on, we got to go. And it's like, oh, where are we going? That way. And they're like, okay. And they just keep on going. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. There's no, it doesn't, it feels like of all of the, movies that we watch mm-hmm. in Barbie in these two movies definitely does the fucking least like oh my lord I don't know she okay. kind of this is going to be a little bit this is going to be a bit of a weird comparison but in those what was it it was Diamond Castle and Nutcracker she yeah. felt the most like I can't believe I'm about to say this and have it <laughs> hopefully makes sense but pull it but she kind of feels like Tessa from after like, <laughs> like a vessel for the audience. Like that's what they're trying to do. But yeah. in doing that, you're making just like this, not interesting, bland, boring character that works on the page. Cause you can slot yourself in, but in a movie, it's just kind of like, she's, she looks like her favorite color is beige. <laughs> they're like, they're like, Oh, <laughs> Like in those two movies, they just turned to go, Barbie, what's what's your favorite car? And she goes, a, a gold Toyota Corolla. And they're, just, they're like, mm, imaginative, are we? <laughs> but sorry, getting back to the exposition, we cannot talk about exposition without mentioning Mike's new favorite movie, Fairy, A Fairy Secret, because the yeah, exposition, baby. it's just so fast. It's very portal. This is an evil princess. We got to go get wings and things. Did you get that? Don't, doesn't matter. Fuck you. Let's go. It was I. I half expected a fam like Family Guy in the bottom left corner and Subway Surfers in the top right because oh my god everything just fucking happens all at once and, and like it's I love that 
again, this is where I love this is why I love Fairy Fairy Sacred because I could absolutely get trashed to this movie because the movie literally grabs you by the nuts and is just mm-hmm. like there's just like we don't have any time to explain stupid time to come on the story and you're like oh my god okay all right fine what are they they're fairies yep they are fairies all right time to Wu Tang into the fairy dimension and you're like I are what <laughs> I wasn't ready for that you know it's so funny because every time you mention the Wu Tang like I keep forgetting that they fucking Wu-Tang in this movie. But every time you mention it, I, I keep on rem- getting reminded and forgetting. So it's just a constant yeah. cycle of me being like, oh shit, they did do that in that movie. Yeah. They just, just, yeah. You know, they just go, hey, protect your neck, kid. And you're like, they're like, hey. <laughs> now let's get let's get into talking about the characters of some of these oh. movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with our with our fucking lead, because of course. Every Barbie in these movies were like a Mary Sue, perfect hero in every way, shape, and form. Like you could show me a still of any of them. And the only one I might be able to point out would be a, whatever her fucking name is in uh, in um, Island Princess because her neck was so fucking long in that movie. <laughs> Old giraffe neck. Yeah. <laughs> and we also had – and no bullshit in – Every single Barbie movie that we covered, we had an animal sidekick. Wait. Yeah, we did. Because we had the horse and Nutcracker, too, didn't we? Yeah, we had. Well, I kind of of threw the Nutcracker in there just, you know, just because. Yeah, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, I hope no one. I hope he doesn't fact check me on this. But (laughs) yeah, no, the horse, the horse, the horse is the companion. Yeah, uh, we have the dogs from Diamond Castle. We have the dog from Thumbelina. We have Bibble. So that's three already right there. The cat and other animals from Princess and the Popper. And then the animals from Island Princess. Like we have like dude in every single one, we have a fucking animal sidekick and each one is a prime except for a princess and the popper because they actually do shit. The animal sidekick is my prime example of what an animal sidekick is. Just fucking cutaway gags and slapstick and shitty slapstick humor that sucks. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it feels like with all of the animal sidekicks, there was never an attempt at actually making them like cutaway gags that applied to the story. Like that's what I did. Like that's what I liked about princess and the popper and where I'm giving, giving uh, the movie credit is like, Mm -hmm. you can have the animal companions do silly shit. Like Hervé, the horse freaking drop kicks a cat through a chimney. Like so metal. That's that's hardcore. That's hardcore. But it applies to the story and moves the plot forward. And you're like, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do it, Hervé. Like, it's funny and it applies. And that's where you can go, okay, so the so this makes things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other ones, it's like it literally is just the equivalent of a cutaway gag. Where it's just there was like that one time I was at Brian Grazer's house, and then it's just insert your freaking animal companion. Like <laughs> Were there, were there, apart from Bibble, were there any animal characters in these movies where you were like, uh, nope, don't, don't like that? Oh, you bet your ass there is. And it's Tika the fucking elephant, baby. I fucking put that the on my worst, paper too. Hell yeah. The worst, the absolute unequivocal worst animal companion character. I'm going to put her, put her, I'm already putting her top three worst characters, period. 
Like, like she's more anno- she's worse than some of the villains because of how fucking annoying she is. Oh my god, dude! This- again, again, she is the fr- she is like you know the girl like you're you know you're out of the bar you're talking to a girl this and then her friend Tika the elephant comes up and tries to interrupt your conversation like no yeah. she's she's not interested and you're like yeah. What just happened? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's you start talking to the person and they're obviously receptive to you. They're obviously going like, yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. And then freaking Tika the Elephant comes in and goes, girls night and takes her away. And you're like, you can you could let her freaking say no, but okay, cool. Sure. And dude, we got to talk about, well, I think, did you have any other animal sidekicks that you wanted to, that you wanted to mention before we, before we move on? That's the big one. That's mm-hmm. the big one. I mean, good Lord, Tika the elephant really just, she takes up so much space as like annoying characters. And I feel like, unfortunately, I would love to talk about how much I hate Bibble more. That being said, Bibble has been covered ad nauseum in the oh, animation yeah. section. So I feel like. We've made our, we said our piece about Bibble. So let's keep it going. Let's talk about some of the good characters in these movies, Mike. And which usually, not always, but usually is the sassy rival slash friend. And you already know I'm going to start off with yo girl, Raquel from A Fairy Secret. Love Raquel. Love Raquel. Raquel's fantastic because all Barbie does booking anything and Raquel's just like mm, that is some shit that you do and I'm like oh damn I'm like Randy Orton with the RKO out of nowhere like I wasn't expecting that yeah it's just like I think that Fairy Secret definitely has like a, one of the more interesting inner, like you know care like main character rival relationships in the movie because you know it I don't know they they go back and forth really well and you kind of like when you hear Raquel, like you kind of understand Raquel's perspective, but then you also understand, you know, whatever the fuck Barbie's perspective. So it's nice. It's just it, it would have been better if they actually gave the two a chance to actually develop as characters instead mm-hmm. of just going like, and Barbie says something, and go Raquel, fire back. Like it's it would have been better if you gave them time to develop. But either way, now if we're going off of sass off a of sass factor we gotta talk about at least somebody from magic of the rainbow my I mean, lord dude, we could talk we about gotta, any we, we could talk about like fucking uh oh god what's that one like well um uh, oh god what's what's the fire one what's her name oh really uh, sunburst forgot. sunburst she sunburst and shimmer because shimmer is the first sassy one that we see but then when we get introduced to sunburst she's like i don't give a shit you save the world fuck you fuck the ground that you stand on fuck your mama fuck your daddy like it's all (laughs) it's just that is true it's honestly okay so when shimmer is getting her freaking like palms red or whatever garbage and then like barbie just barges into like just this woman's home and is just like where am i supposed to sleep and like i'm like okay i can understand where shivers being a bit of an asshole like barbie is in the wrong objectively freaking sunburst is just 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 all right i hate you i hate your friends i hate your mom i hate the people you talk to i hate azura who brought you here like she's like fuck your mom fuck the fuck your bitch and the click you claim what side we and just it just she just goes so hard in the paint and i love it 
Dude, again, kind of a little uptick there at the end, you know, just just a little bit in the sass department. It's yeah, it's just it is very funny. Just the small just just jump at the very end because everyone is just getting along like for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Raquel was the sassiest person we touched on. And then, like, we were like, ooh, what's her name? Alexa in Diamond Castle? She's pretty sassy. And then freaking, like, I'm gonna tell out you something, of dude, nowhere. I, I straight up forgot. I, I've forgotten a lot about that movie. It is, dude, dude, it's forgettable. It is a forgettable freaking movie. Like, I only remember, I only remember, like, the two. I, I literally only know Alexa's name because of the freaking. We made it, yeah. Yeah, because we, yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, because of the freaking dogs joke, the meme, the dogs are freaking dancing. Yeah, and I think we also need to mention um, Lori from Mermadia. She was, oh, she, was no. she was a little, she was a like, kind she of, had, she had some bite to it. Yeah, just just, just a little bit. You know, she's kind of like maybe more in like that mid range, mid to high range sassy. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was just taken aback by the, uh, by the, fu- by the fuck boy uh, merman character mm. prince you know what i'm talking about the one who literally yeah shows up nalu, i think yeah, yeah nalu that's what his name yeah, he is. literally shows up for five minutes in the in you know the first fairy topi and then just fucks and then like you know is there yeah. for mermadia and then fucks off for the third movie he has, dude he tries to rizz up barbie and she's like in the middle of saving the world he's like all right ma what let me holler at you and she's like i'm busy saving the world he's like all right, all right. You know where I'm at, though. It's all good. And then my favorite thing is after that, like he's back and he's like he. And my favorite thing is the entire time, Lori is just giving Barbie sass, just going mm-hmm. like, like, oh my god, Nolly's so into you, Nolly's so into you, and like me being the fucking sane person, I go, yeah, yeah, no mm-hmm. shit, no shit, he is. And then Nalu and Barbie both go, what? That's preposterous. And I'm like, it's not, though. But okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's a pretty hinged hinged thing to think. But okay. Now, Mike, are there any other characters that you liked that you want to mention before we, uh, before, we, before we move on? I don't have characters I like, but I have characters I hate that I can touch Ooh. on. Ooh, who do, you, who do you hate? Who do you hate? Let's go back into Thumbelina. Let's let's dive back into Thumbelina and dive into. Do we have to? <laughs> we'll we'll touch on this one and then never touch this godforsaken movie again. Uh, okay, all right. So the the main non Twiller B character, I forget what her name is. I think it's like McKenna. I don't know Ki- McKenna. There we go. The main, the main kid. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you knew her name is a shock. Oh, no, I haven't, I, haven't pull, I haven't pulled up on Wikipedia, dude. Oh, okay, sick, sick. But, okay, so McKenna is such an annoying ass character because mm-hmm. we're supposed to root for her and be like, oh, she's she's got to grow. She's got to shed these like these to- this toxic behavior because her parents are neglecting her. But the entire time, it's just that kid is so spoiled and mm-hmm. says shit, and the first thing that comes out of my head is just shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut. The fuck you're just up. like you're already rich. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Stop complaining. Like, you live in fucking downtown, I don't know, Manhattan, and yeah. you, your dad's making a fucking factory in Central Park or some shit. 
Like yeah, you're, you're fine. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. She's like, she's like, my life is so difficult. You couldn't even, you wouldn't even be able to tell. You're like, mm-hmm, do me a favor and shut the fuck up. <laughs> now I do want to move on and talk about the one actually like, you know, good movie, the princess and the popper. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we've talked a lot about bad stuff, you know, at this, at this point in this episode, I want to like, I want to now take all that bad stuff we talked about and talk about why, what makes this movie good. Not, not great, but you know, good. There yeah. are things like character development, pacing, and most importantly, it makes me give a shit about the character, the two lead characters. It it has a nice mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. there. Other movies that we've covered could not even fucking balance like one character, but this movie manages to balance two and their animal sidekicks that actually do shit. So I got to give the movie some credit there. I, I, I do like how this movie was able to make the character, make both characters likable Mm -hmm. like it's they made the rich girl sit there and express her issues and make you go oh wow those are issues granted they're not they're nothing compared to the freaking poor girl but yeah it's yeah you know that's still a problem Mm -hmm. she's like i have no freedom i can't do this that and you're like oh my heart goes out to you like that sucks that sucks not being able to you know do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and then you have also these characters all who sort of fit their roles in a way in which they're they're not some of them at worst they're at worst they're inoffensive slash i don't really care but i don't like you on screen a lot like there's no character i outwardly dislike and i'm like get them off the screen like every other movie there was one there was always fucking one but with this one every character was always all right they Every character had their role. They didn't overdo it. They didn't underdo it. And they really, the movie took its time to like moving away from the characters themselves. Like the story knew how to take a breath while still keeping tensions, Mm -hmm. which I think is really something that like for kids movies, apparently is a freaking Herculean effort. Yeah. Cause a lot of, talking a little bit broader here a lot of like you know film scholars and you know reviewers and our tours they talk about this idea of like you know pacing and character development in movies which you don't you don't really like you don't know what it is until it's not there and i think watching some of these barbie movies and watching a lot of these bad movies has taught us like okay this is why this is important because if we take this if we take this part of the building out, then it's going to topple and fall over and not have a good foundation. But if we have it in, then it makes me give a shit. And that's really what exactly. movies do, make you give a shit. Exactly. It's the, this, this has been a really solid month about pacing. Mm-hmm. It's it, There has been movies where it's too slow. There's been movies where it's been way too fucking fast. And there have been movies where it's just... At a at a pace that is normal and totally to good, mm-hmm. that makes you go okay. There, there's something that, it covers every side of the spectrum, which mm-hmm. I really think is cool. And I totally agree with you. The freaking pacing in this is solid, and it really, I didn't. It wasn't even a factor until like a lot of these bad movies started to come into play, and like and especially these Barbie movies. Mm-hmm. Like 
pacing was not even on my mind. Mm-hmm. We're going back to our to our running roots. We're all about pacing now. Yeah, absolutely. Each other. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god! Soon we're going to talk about show don't tell and mention John Wick. <laughs> oh my god! Then the Holy Trinity is going to be complete. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Mike, looking at Barbie movies, you know, as a whole, like you know, because we, we just covered nine. Do you think that there is any movie in the Barbie animated verse that you feel like we missed? So I have heard that there are a couple, like only two movies that are supposed to be, you know, not egregious, but these movies that are that are like that a lot of people reference. So there's Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses, which apparently we missed, which was a which was a big one. Mm-hmm. And then we also have um, there's there's a there's a Netflix interactive Barbie movie that's apparently Ooh. just came out that is mm. that is that has it's got the same interaction sort of thing as Bandersnatch where it's got different endings and shit that they did and once apparently and that, then like never did it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That Netflix. Hey, I they did it for one WWE promo where it's Escape the Undertaker. That's <laughs> I mean, you say no more. I'm going to do that after this. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I will escape The Undertaker. But those are the only two movies that I've heard consistently that have been like, oh shit, I think we missed it. Like mm-hmm. But yeah, outside of that, it feels like we covered we covered the OG stretch of movies pretty succinctly. Mm-hmm. And I did hear like we we'd missed out on 12 Dancing Princesses, but I've also heard from my girlfriend that we should have covered Swan uh, Barbie's Swan Lake. Because apparently it was oh. like a big deal with like the toy release and everything. So, oh, you know, we, we only get to cover like, ten, like you know, nine movies. And I think the, mo- the most recent one was Fairy Secret, which came out. I don't know. Mike's the resident super fan of Fairy Secret. When did that movie come out? <laughs> 2010, asshole. 2011, actually. So you're not a oh, super fan. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> fake fan. Fake fan. Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor. But, you know, we really only did focus on movies from, like, you know, the 2000s or early 2010s. I think we could have covered some more modern ones. I Yeah. I went, I went down, like, and started doing some doing some researching of, like, oh. just from, like, a visual perspective. What would what would work for this podcast? And I, I think I found some. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about them. Mm. I've seen images of Barbie video game hero. Oh yeah, baby, and it's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, all I can I'm get the only reference material I have in my head right now is Spy Kids Three Game Over. And well, here, tell oh, you what, Lord. I'm gonna tell you a little bit why I think the like why it kind of looks a little bit wonky. Why don't you look it up and tell me what your thoughts are oh. right now? So it's Barbie video game hero. So all right. it kind of feels like it's trying to be like an anime with the you know. Because it, it starts off with Barbie like outside and then she goes into the computer. Like it, it feels re- really like a shitty version of a Scooby-Doo cyber chase. So in the video game, it feels like, you know, the characters would have like that big eyes and that, you know, sharp face. And instead of an animal sidekick yeah. this time, we got like an like an app sidekick that's like a cloud. It's a fucking cl- it's a fucking cloud, Mike. This and this is like uh, I'm looking at the I'm just looking at the animations right now. And I got to tell you. This looks like it, you could obviously tell when Barbie had to change her style because Bratz came into the picture and she was like, and so then and Mattel's like, fuck, we need big eyes. 
and like really sharp weird features. proportions. <laughs> yeah, sharp ass features. Dude, there's one fucking Barbie in the video game here. I don't know if you see it, but like I guess as she's going through the levels, it looks like a demented Funko Pop. <laughs> do you see that? It's a demented Funko Pop. Yeah, I do see it. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> It's so janky. And again, I don't know yeah. anything about the quality of that one. I think I try, I think I tried to find it was like a a four or a five on IMDb out of ten. So did we miss it? Did we miss? Did we miss one that we could have gone gone ham on? Maybe I don't know. Did and we miss it or did we dodge a bullet? That's the big question. Probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, yeah, probably dodged it. <laughs> so then another one I found was Barbie and her sisters. In a puppy chase, because we're bringing her sisters into this. Why not? I mean, Barbie, Barbie's got sisters, man. Barbie's got cousins. <laughs> oh my lord! It's... I don't know if you know this, Mike, but it's got dogs. They get kidnapped, and it's got oh. a sassy poodle in it too. I watched the trailer. Oh my god! The it's dogs, got a ho- sassy the dogs hula, and that's literally all I know. Oh my god, there are oh my god, there are multiple Barbies and it's like I love that they're like, oh, it's the dogs and her dogs, and they're all just variations of a golden retriever. Like there's it's just, just it's just like a color, like slight color switch on each of them. Yeah, it's literally it's just how what what various color of brown do we want that grown their golden retriever to look like? Like there's not even a black dog or anything like that. It's literally just brown. Barbie would have a beige colored dog. <laughs> We, you know what? You really thought originally that Barbie's favorite color was like pink or purple, but realistically, it's just beige. It's just a hot beige. Dude, I'm just trying to make her just the most boring person as possible. <laughs> I just like the idea. She turns 25 and she's like, "I'm Barbara now." Sorry, <laughs> and we're like, "I oh, don't. You're no fun anymore." <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like skinny, skinny jeans. No, thank you. Only slacks. <laughs> like, Only oh, pantsuits. No. Exactly. It's Thursday nights. Time to time to hit the hit the quiet lounge in a pantsuit. And the last one for me, simply because I think we, you and I could have fun making fun of this movie. It's called okay. Barbie Big City Big Dreams. So oh, again, that's Barbie Big City Big Dreams. Oh, and oh my God, dude! It's two girls, both named Barbie, go to New York, and first of all. Barbie in New York. I feel like that just opens up a well of jokes about New York. That is Barbie interacting oh. with homeless people and, you know, getting yelled at by deli owners. I do love that. I do love the idea. It's, Bar- it's Barbie and Barbie going out to New York City. And then they're just like, they're like, ooh, I'm famished, Barbie. Let's go in and get a get an authentic lox bagel. And then they're like, do you have a gluten-free schmear? And, and the person just cusses about and says, get the fuck out of my store. I'm not serving you a fucking bagel. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they're also attending a performing arts program. Art school. Yeah, that, that also opens up just... A <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's one Barbie gets in and she's Jewish. The other one doesn't. She's just like, mm, fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, like, man, uh, any any final thoughts before we uh, close I, the book on Barbie month for good? Was there anything you wanted uh, to cover that we might have missed? I don't think there was anything else that we wanted to that I wanted to cover. We pretty much we touched on the animation, the story, the characters. Thumbelina sucks. Um, Tika sucks. Bibble uh, sucks. The, 
People, people I'm, really I'm sorry. Suck. One, one last time. One last time. We love exactly one for the road. No, we need. We always need. We uh, what I've learned. What I've learned is we need sassy characters. We mm-hmm. love sassy fucking characters in in these types of movies. Just a character that will just bite back randomly for mm-hmm. just to keep you on your toes, <laughs> dude. I, honestly, yeah. Because the more that I think about it, the, like the movies that I kind of enjoy, or the bad movies that I enjoy. They do have a certain element of like sass and roasting going on. Yeah, I'm, right? here, for, I'm here for it. it. I'm, I am kind of here for it. I like these movies where it's just so it's just like, okay, all right, gang, let's go shopping. You would want to do that, Barbie. And you're like, oh, you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. This is what I'm here for. Like, go off. Well, is this what is this what the Real Housewives is like? Because goddamn, we got to get in on this shit if that's the case. Well, dude, man, you know something. We spent this last month talking about nine Barbie movies. And, you know, we, we had a little bit of a break with the Ray double feature. And then, but before that, we talked about the after movies. I think it's about time that, you know, you and me, we, we get back to our roots. We get back to, we get back to what makes us men. <laughs> what do you say we get in touch with our masculine side Ooh. and talk about some some man movies. You know, we had our absolutely. Hangover, we had our Hangover Month last year where we talked about actually good movies. Dude, no, it's November now. Let's let's fucking talk about man movies, dude. It's Manvember up in here. It's Hold a Manvember. It's a man. It's get ready for Manvember month. It is. It is going to be just just rippling muscles and war. <laughs> <laughs> and toxic masculinity we're here absolutely for it. absolutely bart you know what Barnaby and after is all about like embracing your emotions and who you are suppress that shit push dude, it down dude, i'm stifling dude. my dude stifling my emotions this entire month i'm just gonna go do some pull-ups and then fucking yell at myself in a mirror that's all absolutely. i need <laughs> i don't need positive affirmations for someone to tell me that i'm loved i just need to look in the mirror and say you're a pussy now go lift some weights <laughs> Well, dude, that's what y'all got to look forward to in November. And if you've been with us this whole time through Barbie month, thank you so much for tuning in. Go follow us, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, any any final words on Barbie month? I am a Barbie girl and we are in a Barbie world. We are Knuff. <laughs> I'm the Ice Spice and he's the Nikki. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're like, I'll take I'll I'll take the Queen Barbs or whatever whatever her moniker is. All right, guys, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.